Hello and welcome to a feminist episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. In this episode, I am proud to announce Megan Robertson, owner of Meg's Drywall out of Owen Sound, Ontario. Megan has a habit of saying yes and finds herself on several committees aimed at making her community better. We talk a bit about that stuff, but we also talk about how she started her own business in a male-dominated space. Um, I had quit college, so we were out for dinner one night with his boss, and his boss said, uh, I need workers. And I said, well, I hate my job. Can I try? And he actually said, well, you're a girl. You can't do it. Right. And I was I was like, what? No, I'm, like, I'm a girl. I can do anything. My parents <laughs> told me I can do anything. Um, so, yeah, you're a girl you can't do it <laughs> yeah like what do you men mean? only men only sorry <laughs> um, so he gave me a chance and he told me if i could lift a box of mud i was hired oh brother so I, I carried 25 boxes of mud up to the second story of a house Stupid. and i started working from then this month's podcasts are brought to you by platformer solutions you can listen to me talk with shane larson about the platformer on episode 16 of the drywall podcast don't sacrifice your life with knockoffs or two by fours out of the dumpster go with the name that started it all the platformer ask your local distributor or order online at www.platformersolutions.com in fact if you order in the month of February and use promo code P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you can get 100 off your order. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available at CSR Online. I'm excited for this episode of The Drywall Podcast. Megan and I have a fantastic conversation, and I'm anxious for you to hear it on this, the 36th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. I'll bust a word like rubbish, too, that is totally English. But do they say yeah. rubbish? Do they say rubbish in Canada? Some do, yeah. yeah. I like rubbish. Yeah. But that's also, that's a soccer sort of reference. Yeah. Um. Very you know, rich. because, you know, there's that European influence. They say for fuck's sake and they say for yeah. they say rubbish. I like both those. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've got Megan Robertson of Meg's Drywall with us on the Drywall podcast. And now we've gotten to we've gotten a little bit comfortable. <laughs> so that's good. You're funny. I'm funny. We're, I'll razz you a little bit about the. uh you know, the the women's thing, but not too much, not too much, because <laughs> my niece uh, recently graduated from the University of Washington, and she is very much an activist for uh, women's rights and these types of things as well. Yeah, it's, it's important now. In construction, especially, we yeah. don't have enough staff. Like there's, there aren't enough workers. And if we're not yeah. showing women we can do it, where, where do we get more workers from? Yeah. So I started out, we read through a little bit. Megan was uh, one of, she's from Owen Sound, uh, 
Ontario, and she was recently, would you say, featured in the Sun-Times? Is that a feature article? Okay, yeah. and it's it's about, the article is about powerful women in the community, um, women who make a difference. And yes. uh, so is that is this a weekly article? Monthly. Monthly, okay. So only 12 a year. There's only, yeah. <laughs> only enough, only enough, only enough powerful women for 12 a year. I live in a small town, you know. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so inside of the article, there's a little bit here that uh, I wanted to say about uh, Megan, uh, well, that the article states, Megan has participated on Owen Sound City committees, such as operations and heritage housing. She is currently on the committee services committee. She is on the There's board. There's a correction to that, actually. They actually just changed it and I'm staying on the operations committee. <laughs> You're staying on the operations committee. Okay, yeah. good, good. Um, how, how many extracurricular activities would you say you have currently and are you spread too thin with those and your two. workload? Two. No, okay. currently I have two and most of them happen at night. So it doesn't interfere with my day job. Um, and if it did, I would probably put one aside because I don't like to stretch myself too thin. I have done that in the past. So yeah, I could I can tell. I can tell because yeah. you are I want to keep I want to keep going here. She is on the board for the makerspace program at the Citadime Sydenham campus, which provides support it. for students as creators and makers. She also recently ran for a city councilor position. And although that was not successful, she will try again because she's a go getter. Megan has participated on the Badiga Wad. That's a, a fun word to say, very hard to pronounce. Alliance Board and supports women's initiatives by being a guest speaker at the elect. Her uh, initiative to help women understand how to run in municipal elections. She also contributed by being a member of the elect, her organizing group. So you were a founding member uh, of this program elect. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, you, um, you, you, and some women got together, and you were like, "Let's help women get more involved." <laughs> Two women came to me and asked if I wanted to be involved with it, and I absolutely said yes because it's something close to my heart. Um, and yeah, we teach women how to run and how to run it successfully because there, there isn't really a booklet to tell you how to do it. Um, more men run for city politics than women, so to get a better diverse council and to get different ideas coming forward you need women on council so we created a toolbox for them and you were telling me there's a little bit of different there's a difference between the pol politics in canada versus the united states for our united states listeners please give us like a little bit of a difference between like state and you know how how that is organized so in canada we have municipal politics which is our cities so they take care of the services for our cities. Uh, there are county politics too. So um, every city is in a county um, and they fund the different cities in their county. And then there's provincial government, which gives money to all the provinces. So each province has its own budget and they fund healthcare and education and things like that. And then we have our federal government, which basically gives money to all the provinces so that they can fund their initiatives. Okay. Would you say, here's here's a challenging question. Would you say that Canada does it better than the United States? 
Oh, that's not a fair question. Okay. You have so many African listeners. Um, no, I, think- I really don't. <laughs> Not compared to Joe Rogan. Give me a break. <laughs> um, I think yes, because our education and healthcare are free. Yeah. So instead yeah. of having to pay, you know, we pay we pay higher taxes than you. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. So in our taxes, we pay uh, employment insurance. So if we have to go off work, the government gives us money to stay home. Um, we also pay uh, CPP, which is a pension plan. So when we stop working at a certain age, then we get some of that money back for a pension. So we get so much a month for until we die. Okay. Um, but our taxes also go to fund our health care. So when you guys go to the hospital, you don't know what it's going to cost you when you leave and how some of you, how are you going to pay for that? We don't yeah. have to think about it. <laughs> Um, you know, we have well, to we have to buy insurance. Like, so yes, yeah. I've got, we you know, my, my insurance. wife and I are both entrepreneurs. We have to buy insurance. If you yeah. want to be an entrepreneur in the United States, if you're, if you're working for a company, then you can get health insurance through that company. Yeah. But if you're an entrepreneur, that is definitely a, a killing arrow, you know? Yeah. One of the things that we do is we have benefits. So my company, I wanted to make sure I could keep good employees. So I have benefits. So they have dental coverage and eye care coverage and pharmaceutical coverage. So, Why do you want good employees? Well, you know, <laughs> everybody wants good employees. Yeah, yeah. You got and you got to take care of your employees. I love the states. I've only been to so many, but. Canada is so big and beautiful and, and we have such a different, like, it's just so neat here. I can't complain. I love being Canadian. What's your favorite part about Canada? There, There is no favorite part. Like I've been out to the East coast and it's just amazing. It's beautiful. I've been out to British Columbia where the mountains are and like, it's just spectacular what you see. And then even in my area, like we have ski hills about an hour away and then we have beaches 30 minutes away. So we sort of have all seasons here. We get the best of every world. Cool. Are you a skier? No, not no. anymore. Not anymore? Well, you, I got to use my body for work. Yeah, we have a fun fact. Santa Fe is an hour and a half away from Albuquerque, and it's a fantastic ski mountain. Yeah, I've heard that, actually. Yeah, um, 7,000 feet elevation. Yeah. So Albuquerque's at 5,000. Uh, we're pretty high up. A little balmy out there today. People think I live in like the desert, but it's, you know, we get winters. Yeah. It's a Not high desert. Winter, What's that? Not like my winters. We're the third yeah. highest snowfall amount in Canada where I live. Oh, you get a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We've already had six feet. It's come and gone. It's been a weird winter. <laughs> you, had a, feet. You, you had a heavy one early on there. Yeah, and then you we guys, had a blizzard just on Christmas. That's kind of cool, though, white Christmas, right? Uh, yeah, I've only ever had one green Christmas. Sorry, two. One when I went to Florida and one here. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Destination. We went to uh, Berlin and Prague for Christmas. We did the Christmas markets about a year, little over a year ago. And that was really, it was cool. It was kind of cool to get out during Christmas. But those Christmas markets in Germany are just spectacular. Something else. I've heard that, yeah. 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 
Um, so you're very active. Your current company, Meg's Drywall, you said you had you didn't have 25 people. You Meg's Drywall had 25 people at one time? No, previous company. The previous company. What company was that, if you don't mind? Um, so that my would you want me to just tell you the story? <laughs> Do you want to have story time? It's a it's a podcast. So when we I, love stories. <laughs> when I started drywalling, um, my then boyfriend, now current ex-husband, um, was drywalling. He decided that he needed to try something different. His friend's dad ran a company, so he went to work for them. Um, I had quit college, so we were out for dinner one night with his boss, and his boss said, uh, I need workers. And I said, well, I hate my job. Can I try? And he actually said, well, you're a girl. You can't do it. Right. And I was I was like, what? No, I'm, like, I'm a girl. I can do anything. My parents told me I can do anything. Um, so, yeah, You're a girl. You um, can't do it. Yeah. Like, what do you Men mean? Only. Men only. Men only. Sorry. Um, so he gave me a chance and he told me if I could lift a box of mud, I was hired. Oh, brother. So I carried 25 boxes of mud up to the second story of a house. Stupid. And I started working from then. Oh, it's and listen, when I started, being a girl was totally different. Like, I wasn't allowed to use the automatic taper because it was too heavy. I couldn't run the boxes because they were too heavy. So I never got to learn those things. Instead, I learned how to finish really well so that no one could beat my finish. Because there you go. I, I sometimes they would tell me to just stand there and look pretty, and I would watch what they were doing instead of just standing there and look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Back off. Or not harder, right? Go get me. Go yes. get me. So, go get me the tape stretcher. That's right. Uh, so when, when my, uh, then my boyfriend and I decided to, uh, that we were ready to go out on our own. This was 20, so this was 20 years ago around yeah. there. You were young. Yeah. You were young at yeah. that, at that point in time, your early, early twenties. Yeah. yeah. It was about 2009 when we started our first company, we actually bought the name and the tools and the contract off our former boss. And so we became, Ooh, okay. Uh, what, what do you, <laughs> what do you pay? He didn't want to give his numbers. So you ba basically paid, you didn't want his numbers. How much did you pay for his company? I'm not going to disclose that. Okay. And, and, uh, that's interesting. Like buying somebody else's company. Why didn't you just go and start your own company? Because he had the good contracts. Okay. It was more for the contracts, right? Okay. So then with that company, we fair, had fair enough. Time, yeah, at one did time you pay too much? Dollars. No, we actually paid less. You you got a good deal. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and at that time, so you and it was boyfriend, not husband, at that time. Yeah. It was boyfriend. Uh, we were just about to get married. So yeah. You're just okay. So then you're you're just about to get married. You start your own company. You got a bunch of people. You guys are, you guys are busy. Yeah. 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 Um actually at one point uh Phil from PRC worked with us. Oh so really? That's how, that's how I know Phil. He's from my hometown. Yeah. He's such a cool he's such a cool guy. He was probably great to work with. He was, yeah. He's the he, nicest guy. He was probably great back then too. He's probably just the nicest he guy. Yeah, he comes from a great family. Like yeah, got, worked yeah. hard. He probably was yeah. your best worker. Yeah. Showed up um, every day. So for nine years. We had a company and then that all went to shit, got a divorce, was awesome. 
and decided what do I do, right? Like, what, where do I go from here? So I said, like, everyone knows me as the female drywaller here. I'm going to name the company after myself and I'm just mm. going to go. And I had a lot of backlash on the name. I had men tell me that people wouldn't hire me because I was a woman. <laughs> so even five years ago. That's five years people, ago. Yeah. I had people tell me that that was a bad choice. And now, so you I, had a bit of bad luck though, because you started Meg's drywall and then COVID hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. About a year and a half in, yeah. Lame. Yeah, I was in the middle of a huge house and everybody quit because they didn't want to know what to do. They didn't want to come out. They were scared. And I actually had to get my current boyfriend, who's a lawyer, to push me around on a scaffolding because it was like a 30-foot cathedral ceiling that I was doing. <laughs> I said, it's not safe for me to do it on my own. You got to come. You got to push me around. That's your job. You're my laborer. Neat. Yeah. And, and there was, that was good. There was no lawyering work at the time or he was doing Zoom. Yeah. Or phone calls. Yeah. Or phone calls. Okay. Does he yeah. work for a firm or does he own his own law firm? He works for a firm. Okay. Nice. You hooked up with a lawyer. <laughs> so hit Like out with the old, in with the new. Move over, Rover. <laughs> I think he thinks it's better that he's with a tradeswoman because I'm handy. That is handy. Um, <laughs> very cool. So, so at a certain point, you realize that like uh, 25 is a nightmare. That was probably during, through the COVID period. You were like, uh, when we come out of this, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna re-sculpt this business when we come out of COVID. Yeah. So when we came out of COVID, I started with two, two or three of us. Well, actually, I started with a co-op student. Um, a real estate agent contacted me and was like, oh, my gosh, you're Meg the Drywaller. I ran into her, and she, I was like, I am Meg the Drywaller. <laughs> and she said, my daughter wants to get into trade. She's in high school. And I said, well, how old is she? And she said, 15. I said, well, you can't work on a job site till you're 16. So, okay. so, you know, if she wants to work over the summers, contact me. And we'll, we'll get her going. And so um, in August or September, she actually said her daughter wanted to do a co-op for her last year of high school. And she asked if she could do it with me. So what is that? What is that a co-op? So it's, you just go out and work instead of doing school and you get credit for it. Okay. And so they're mostly unpaid. So for the first six months, I didn't pay her. I told her. Free labor. Like, you learn. Yeah. I said, you learn, learn the job. I said, and then I'll start paying you. <laughs> so I want to do after, that with Fresco. I want to do that with Fresco Harmony. Just come down here. Yeah. Just oh, training, yeah. training. That's right. <laughs> I got Neighbor. so much training down here. I got so much training. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk to this person. You're just the train in this room. And come on fun. down. Come on up. We're going to have fun. Yeah. We'll get you in the studio. Yeah. So, so when you, so she, she came and she worked with you and did this cooperative thing. That's pretty neat. Did she want to do dry? Did you inspire her? She wanted to actually do electrical. And so I said, well, come do drywall because you see everything, right? Like you see the bones of a house before the drywall goes up. So you can understand what goes into it. Um, and then once she started, I always talk about how there are certain people who are workers. You know, we're just made to work. It's in our, it's in our blood. Like I love going out yeah. and working hard. Yeah, and yeah. I could see that in her. And so after a few months, I said, you're a worker like you. That's what you need. Like you, you thrive on this. I can see it. And so she stayed with me for about a year and a half. And then she quit for a little bit. And now she's back. 
So she obviously liked it enough to come back. Where'd she go? She had to go sow her oats a little bit? Well, you know, you always have to see if the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, where'd she go? Did she go? She did not go to electrical, did she? No, she actually went to work for uh, Pure Later. Screw those electricians. If you're listening and you're an electrician, clean up your shit. Buy a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I have an electrician friend. He's always sending me like these memes. He think he's <laughs> thinks the he thinks the dirty memes are so funny. He put in so my wife and I have a Tesla. She got a Tesla and we had to run power. Power was old on her house, so we had to run power over the house. And like I went up to like do Christmas lights or something. And like I was up on top of the house and I was checking out, you know, by the swamp cooler. I think I was winterizing the swamp cooler. And uh, sure enough, there was like still like two years later, there was like a little bit of garbage up there. So I took a took a screenshot of it and sent it to him. I was like, dude, come pick up your garbage. Clean up your mess. <laughs> Pretty funny. Literally everywhere. Like we've, I've always complained. Why do the drywallers have to clean up? But they don't, the electricians don't. Nobody else has to but us. Why? <laughs> I know. I know. That's pretty funny. So that's neat. So have you done this cooperative uh, program? Would you call it? It's not really a program. Would you, have it you is, done this for, yeah. it's through the high school. Have you done this for yeah. other kiddos? Um, I haven't actually. One of them just came back to work for me again. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Cause you're Meg and you're fun to work with and, uh, yeah. and they get to learn a kick-ass trade. And you're probably yeah. not telling them that they can't lift a bazooka. You're probably no. let, letting them run the damn tools. When I started out, it was it was like, oh, no, get out of here, apprentice. You, Because now stop me if I'm wrong. Like a journeyman drywaller, it, the, the intrinsic, and maybe this is a subconscious thought. I don't want to train this apprentice how to do my job because then they're going to take my job. So I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend like it's this real big deal. And I'm not going to show them as long as I can. <laughs> and then, I the foreman was like, the foreman was like that. It's and like, what the I, fuck? I, it is. because Your job would be easier if you just teach me. And I actually, that's the best part. That foreman one day, it was just him and I on a job and the trim carpenter was there. And the trim carpenter looked at him and said, she's going to be your boss one day. And he was like, no, she won't. And then it was like two years later that we bought the company and I was his boss. And I was like, remember when he said that to you? <laughs> like, I'm That's so boss. funny. That's so funny. And here's the other thing. You're fired. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I liked him. I kept him. I kept him. You, liked, you kept him on, kept him on for a little bit. Yeah. Sweeping, sweeping and moving scaffold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for you. So when you're training, when you're training a new person, do you, you, how, how do you do that? How do you turn them loose on the tool? You give them like maybe an hour at the end of the day, you know, cause obviously you don't want them wasting time all day when they can be spotting screws or sweeping or cleaning tools or setting up scaffold or the, all the other stuff apprentices do. There's gotta be like a way that you teach them. Do you have a good, do you have a good method for that? So when I started, um, I did the nails for almost a year. Like that's all I did was spot screws and yeah. I got, like, I got really good at it. And so one of the things that I always explain to people is you have to start at the bottom. You have to spot the screws because that's where you start to learn what you're doing and you can watch what's happening. So, you know, again, when we talk about good health, Pete, they're like the, the turnover rate in construction is crazy. Like sometimes people stay for a week. Sometimes they're there for a few months. So I like to make them do the nails for at least a couple of months. And, you know, okay. sometimes we'll let them white tapes or things like that. So Spin they get, out. Do they do the outlets? 
Yeah. So that they yeah. get the understanding of it, right? Um, and then we start, you know, you can wipe tapes after that, and then you roll and flush the angles, and then okay. you know, we go step by step and okay. let them run the blocks and things. But outside of that, it's like I want mud, I want the perfect consistency. <laughs> Yeah. I, want, I want the mixing area clean. Yeah. Like I learned in the union, they were assholes, man. Everything had to be clean. It had to be like, yeah. you know, they'd we're send you back. Drivers. They were dicks. <laughs> we're not union drivers. You're not. I actually but, cover the floors with paper so that I don't have to clean. We just roll up the paper at the end and there's no scraping floors. There's no mess. It's perfect. Ah, you're, you're a paper masker uh, type type company. Yeah. And the, yeah. you don't mind wasting the paper and all that. You think that masking... I mean, I I don't like wasting the paper, but I don't like the strain on my back scraping floors and sweeping. You do you feel like uh, the papering the floors is easier than not papering the papering the floors? Yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah. Okay. When we were in mobile, when we did mobile homes, they they would one of the first things they did before the walls were even on the mobile homes, they would paper off all the floors, and then. Yeah. I had the job at one point in time, I had the job of scrapper bitch and we had to go <laughs> after the houses. They called it scrapper. They called it scrapper bitch. And at, and when you got done, when they got done spraying out the house with the spray texture, of course, cause a mobile home, you guys, then we would, I would scrap out like the cabinets were covered, everything. We'd scrap out the whole house and take it to the dumpster. Yeah. That was a bad job. You had like a one of those white suits, like because oh, you yeah. just <laughs> so messy. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. You guys texture walls. I, I saw my my running joke is that when I retire, I'm going to spend like four months of the year in Florida, and I just want to go down with my texture machine and texture all the walls. Like, yeah, like it's dream. Like, <laughs> you know, it gets a bad rap. I th it's uh, I mean me, it's my nemesis because we because Fresco Harmony goes over texture. I mean, part yeah. of my big selling point is like you can go over existing painted texture with Fresco Harmony, cover it up, make it look kind of like plaster. It's color joint compound, but like yeah. fuck that texture. Like we don't need to have it. It's stupid. Yeah. There's just other methods. There's some decent hand textures and I always found texturing to be fun. Like, and you didn't have to finish your walls as good, you know, you, yes. because you're smearing mud all over the top of it. Like who cares? Yeah. That's a dream. That's like, that is the dream. <laughs> Less sanding. Yeah, everything's <laughs> you know? Like there's so much sanding. When it's someone a bitch. tells me they want their ceiling textured, I'm like, yes, the ceiling's textured. <laughs> and <laughs> so what would be a typical texture for you guys up there? Uh, California knockdown is the big one now. The California knockdown. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, it's when you spray it on and then you knock it down and sort of smooth it out. Do you use smoothing blade or do you use a pole, the pole with uh, the I, knockdown blade? I have a knockdown knife, yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Do you use those big blades? Uh, do you yeah. like, like you like those? Yeah. yeah. Which, Especially which for wider, wider bulkheads and things to make it a lot more square. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the and big I, butts. Yeah, I do a lot of texture removal too. So that skimming the ceilings with those just makes it so much easier. If you're not making the wall level five, you're removing texture to make it level five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst. That's the funny. Worst. So there is some texturing if you have to remove texture sometimes. Yeah, they did. I think in the 70s, they did popcorn ceilings. 
Yeah. And then they moved on to crow's foot where you use the brush that looks like this, right? And you stomp it. The crow's those. foot and then they moved on to California knockdown. Yeah. You know, I'm such a prima donna, Meg. I don't even like when they do the decorative like fan stuff. Like I don't oh, even yeah, like, yeah. I think that looks horrible. And, and maybe you know, it's just me because like. those, those posts go on Facebook and everybody's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And yeah. I'm just like, eh. People love it. <laughs> um, I actually love the tree branch knockdown. You guys, it's all over the American drywall things. Tree I've branch. Seen so many people, tree branch knockdown. It looks like branches on your ceiling. It's so cool. And so I, I actually get... bought a roller and did it in my house to try it because I thought like, yeah. that, that's so different. Yeah. I want to learn like... all the new things. If somebody wants something different, then I can do it. Do you like it, the tree branch? Yeah, I love it. I think it's neat. You I do. wouldn't want it in a whole room. Now, so here's what you could do. Stuff. Here's what you do. You do your base coat with a color of Fresco Harmony, and with the same color, you do the tree branch over the top of that, and then you That'd seal it. And then you seal it. Yeah. And when you seal it, all those like, because when the sealer's like heavy, it like it darkens. So where it sits on your trees. Not only would it knock down your trees because you're troweling it out, where where it sits in your voids on your trees, it would be like darker. It would look badass. Oh yeah, you're gonna we're gonna have to learn that. Yeah, I'll come over. We'll like yeah. we'll do an accent wall. I want to go up to uh, Columbia Tools and like play around with those guys and do like do some walls. Yeah, but before that, I'm coming up to uh, maybe this will air before I'm up there, but I'm going to come up and do a training and you're, you have to come and play around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Bring, and then you have a, you have a right hand girl, uh, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. Okay. And, and tell me about Cindy. How'd you hook up with Cindy? Is it now, is it just you two are the only girls are you, you're on the prowl for girls? Yeah. I, I like to hire women. Yeah. There's 50, 50. Um, we're 50, 50 right now. So I think that's pretty cool because that's not really normal. Um, yeah, Cindy's my right hand woman. She, I met her through a friend of mine and she started working with me. She had painted before, so she knew the next coat. And so once I started to show her how to do it, I so I was like, oh my God, this is a dream because you know what it's supposed to look like. I've heard too. And I've experienced, I got to work with a girl in Crested Butte and, uh, Cheryl, before it was cool, we were all cool, so we didn't give her shit. She yeah. was cool. She went out drinking with us, and like, uh, uh, boys can't she... drink with us. We're too hard, huh? <laughs> the boys can't drink with us. We're too much. Uh, she drank. She outdrank me. That's for sure. She was, you know, that she might still be alive. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, she was good, but what I noticed about the girls was the the. the I wouldn't call it a delicate touch, but a soft artistic touch more so than men. Yeah. And maybe that's a better, that's a better way to say it's not delicate, but, but that's not a bad word. I think to describe drywall, there is, there are elements of drywall that are delicate. People want to grind on the, on a corner bead. I learned there was a, a trick that I learned one time I was running corner bead, just running it, putting it on, Feathering my edge, taking it off, yeah. carving it out, humping it out, whatever. I didn't know. And finally, a journeyman guy, he was like looking at my knife. You know, my knife had too much of a bow to it. But then he like gave me his knife. It was straighter. And he was like, you don't need to put any pressure. It's all blade angle. 
He's like, you lay that, you lay one side on the metal and one side on the wall. And if your angle's right, you take off exactly amount, the amount of mud you need to take yeah. off. That was such a revelation. It wasn't, a, it wasn't about pressure. It was just about blade angle. You know. Actually, one of your first podcasts, you talked about mixing mud. And I laughed because I, everybody's like, well, how much water do you put? And I'm like, it depends on what it looks like. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, in Canada, we have, like, it gets cold. So in the winter, the boxes of mud are harder. They're more stiff. Yep. So you have to yep. more water. In the summer, they're, it's totally different. And so, I know. So you have to, I look. And when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, my God, it is a thing. Because I've had people argue with me and say, well, there should be. Uh, a ratio you know like one cup for this for this. two gatorade two two medium-sized gatorade bottles <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not how it works it's all about the feel but also too that's a, that's a personal taste i mean you got people that are like swear by their like cup they got two cups yeah. you know but I, i've noticed too between summer and winter it's it's definitely softer in the summer you have to be careful because when you're yeah. adding color too you're adding eight ounces of fluid to your yeah. batch of mud so you have to be conscious of that when you go to mix and especially yeah, if i'm rent you got to rinse out the bottle a couple times so you have to be really conscious of how much uh fluid you're mixing in you just all, for only for the fact of you don't want to mix it too runny you know yeah. when you're starting out i like coffee man i i stopped drinking about 18 years ago and uh coffee's coffee's like that's my go-to now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right after working with Cheryl in Crested Butte, I quit drinking. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm not even going to try to keep up with you. <laughs> I'm going to go the other direction. Um, yeah. Uh, she was great though, but then I didn't realize it was such a unique thing to work around a girl. Uh, I just, you know, she was always fun to work around and, uh, you know, she was a little weird, but, uh, I don't, I don't remember there being any girls in the union. I certainly don't remember any girls working peace rate down in Arizona. So it's pretty rare, yeah. you know, um, it's getting better now, but it is still, it's still a huge challenge. It's hard to attract. Like it's, it's, have, it's funny because since I've gone on social media, I have met so many more women. Like I actually have a girlfriend yeah. who started at the same time as me, but she's an insulator. So she does spray foam insulation. And she decided a year and a half ago, two years ago to go out on her own. And I was like, go for it. It's time. And so, and then I met a woman that does siding and I was like, this is so cool. Like we, we need to do like a girls can build house where we all come together and we do each section and yeah, you, off. you could, you, you are the coordinator. It seems like you're, you're, skill set would be better served in that capacity finding you know connecting women in the trades and doing doing projects like that spearheading projects like that you know yeah when i when i first went on social media i actually reached out to uh, kayla the taping queen because even though she's out of ottawa which is about six hours from me she works sometimes in huntsville which is only two and a half hours so I messaged her and I was like, listen, you use different tools than I do because she uses Can-Am and I use a lot of Columbia. And okay. I said, like, I want to I come work with you. Like, I want to work with another woman that does it. Right. And so she, when she was doing a house up there, she said, okay, come on out. So we got to work together and hung out and it was pretty neat. It was a neat experience. I think I remember that. That wasn't too long ago. And you guys posted some pictures and stuff. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's interesting to see how different people work. Like I, I have a bleeding disorder, so I don't wear the stilts because if I fall and break something, it can be bad. I don't stop yep. bleeding. Oh, a bleeding disorder. What do they call that? Uh, when, when it's in men, it's hemophilia, but I have what it's called as von Willebrand's. So what I don't wear the stilts it? just in case. They call it a different uh, name for girls? Yeah, yeah, because it's it's on a different gene. <laughs> that is crazy. It's totally different, yeah. See, um, you know, so I thought I was going to go all day without learning a damn thing. <laughs> you, you have to learn something new every day. <laughs> it's hard. Kayla said, do you wear the stilts? And I said, no. And at first she was like, oh, she's not going to keep up with me. Yeah. And so I I like throw that bench around like it's nobody's business. And I, yeah. I went after her, okay, I'm done. And she was like, you are? I said, yeah, I told you I'm good at what I do. <laughs> she, after she said, I honestly didn't think that you would keep up because you don't wear the stilts. And I said, no, no, I've learned to adapt. So I've yeah. learned to adapt myself fast in other ways. Well, you're kind of missing out though. The stilts are kind of fun. If you're a drywall. Well, I've done it. Don't get me wrong. Them. We all have to be on them. Like, I have you just have to be shop. careful. So what yeah, happens if you get a, what happens if you get a nosebleed or something? It bleeds for a long time. It just bleeds for a long time. Ugh, sucks. Yeah. Actually, my son has it too. So he had a, like an hour long nosebleed last night. Oh, okay. The they, they, they get bad down here in the Southwest because it's super dry. dry. Yeah. And then being around mud, my it, it affected my sinuses greatly. I had a nosebleed one time so bad that I had to go to the ER and have it cauterized. It lasted four hours. <laughs> I thought okay, I was going to die. I probably lost two quarts of mud <laughs> or I two quarts of blood. And I would never let them put that in my nose. That's the worst pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that was a real deal. That was a real deal. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I haven't my, had I haven't had one since it's been that bad. But, you know, my my septum's all screwed up because of the because of mud being around the mud yeah. and dries yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, but you couple that with a dry climate and it just comp worse, yeah. it compounds it, you know, but whatever. What are you going to do? I wear gloves when I work. Do you wear gloves? Uh, off and on. I like to wear gloves yeah. now. I never used to. Um, but I do like the feel of the mud. Like I like to be able to feel the work. So uh, do you, what kind of, I, I've always worn, I never tried the Rip It gloves or anything like that, but I wore uh, packing gloves I really like with the ribs. Oh yeah, I like the Rip It gloves. They're nice. Yeah. Why nice. do you? It, it seems like it, people are liking the Rippet gloves. They're, they've got good branding going. Why do you like the Rippet? Do they breathe or do you get your hands get sweaty? Um, I find they breathe better than the ones I get at the hardware store. Okay. Um, I like the the ones at the hardware store are just rubber on one side. Um, the Rippet gloves actually have little like little grippies on them. Yeah. So I find that different. Like I like to run the taper with them on because I find it's easier if the taper gets muddy or wet at all. Then you still have that grip. Yeah, you do want that tactile with the fingers, though. You want like uh, packing gloves are really tactile that you go through yeah. them pretty quick. But yeah. I like I like being able to feel what I'm doing, you know, very effectively. And a lot of people don't wear gloves for that reason. Yeah, but yeah, it's, like it jacks your hands. Like not yeah. wearing gloves is so bad on it your hands. Yeah, actually, that's the one thing that America does better. You guys have better cortisone cream, so. That I'm always buying cortisone cream when I go to the States to help my hands. We have nice skin down here. I don't know if you guys knew yeah. that. <laughs> Better medicated products. 
better, better medication. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, good stuff. Good stuff, Meg. Uh, it's fine. Do you, do you prefer Meg or Megan? Um, you know, it's funny. I've always gone by Megan. And when I named my drywall company, Meg, now I know who's calling me about work. The people who Perfect. call me about work are like, Hey Meg, I'm like, Oh, you need drywall. Ah, okay. All right. And then, uh, so you, I met you at CSR and you were down there. Now you knew most of those characters at CSR. I knew a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. You knew Actually, a lot my of old boss that day too. Not the ex-boyfriend or the old boss guy? Oh, the old boss, yeah. Or the ex-husband. How long how long how long have you been divorced for? Uh five years now. Five years. You you got divorced, you were like, I'm Meg. You took your identity back. You're like, not only am I Meg, I'm Meg's drywall. Yeah. Screw yeah. screw all you boys out there that think women can't do it. I'm gonna start my own business. I'm gonna have I'm not going to have 25 employees because that's a nightmare. I'm just going to have six. <laughs> and you guys are doing it all. You're, uh, you said you were hanging, finishing, and and you transitioned. You used to sub out your hanging, but now you are doing that. Was that a, was that a tough transition? Yeah. I mean, it's hard, again, hard to find good workers and then trying to train people how to do it. Like I, <laughs> I always have to say, you know, the boarding, anyone can board. You just got to get it up. The tapers make it nice. Anyone can board. So just get it up, figure well, it out. Careful with that. Careful with that, May. We get we get board men on here or board women. Probably not as many board women. Good boarders are a dime a dozen. Like they, if you have if you have a good boarder, you you keep them. You know, I do a lot of jobs for homeowners where they're like, oh, I put the board on myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, nothing. No. No bad things to borders. If you're a good border, you are worth it. Yeah. But there are bad borders too. Yeah, they're rare. So they're rare. Like... That's true. That's true. So you. So was there a little bit of a learning curve? Uh, learning how to learning how to board, or did you have like a couple of dudes that like were good at it and could like bring the rest of the crew up? No, I actually like to hire people that don't know what they're doing. I find it easier because I like to do that. You know, I find when you get somebody who's trained, they've been trained a certain way. There's so many different ways to drywall that they might not do it how you want. So I would rather train them one-on-one -on -one with my knowledge. Yeah, but drywall guys, they're really easy to change. They'll change the way they do it, right? <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Dry, drywall oh, guys yeah. are open. Drywall guys are open to new I, new ideas. Yeah, yeah. They really love being told what to do by a woman. <laughs> Especially if you're a woman and you tell a drywall guy who's been doing it for 20 years to do it a little differently, they'll listen, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the easiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> so at so, but that's a good point though. As a woman, uh, uh owner, company owner. Maybe, yeah, the younger people are more inclined to listen and do what yeah. you, you know, and uh, yeah. then, you know, not saying that that, that somebody that's older that knows and how well, to finish. I've had to say to people before, I'm not your wife. Don't talk to me that way. Sure. Like, I've had to say that to employees. I'm not your wife. I'm not your girlfriend. You don't get to talk to me that way. <laughs> I'm your boss. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, you... in interviews, I've, I've asked men, 
are you able to take orders from a woman? Because it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Where where it's always been male dominant, right? So it is, it is a change. Yeah. And some men can't do it. They just can't. They're not they're not able to take orders from a woman. They get really offended, like your nagging wife. And no offense, I don't want to be your wife. Yeah, yeah. We're just we we're this is cohesive. That's a fine line, though. Even if you're a male boss. You know, that is a fine line because there's prima donnas. There's like, you know, it's hard to navigate those waters of like, you know what? Um, I like the way you're doing it, but here's some suggestions (laughs) that might work. You might want to try, you know, like (laughs) stop making it look shitty, dude. (laughs) Those holes are not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be smooth. Yeah, yeah, that's a delicate balance. Um, so have you? It seems like you're pretty good. This this employee thing kind of interests me, though. Um, and you said it's fifty fifty. So you got three girls and three boys right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll bet you it is a really cool crew. Uh, it's really satisfying to me because it's something that's important. Um, but it is really cool because we do just have fun. Like we, we, we have a lot of fun at work during the day. You have to, you have to. Yeah. You know, I've worked on job sites where it's been miserable. Yeah. Um, I love homeowners that are like, we love having you in our house. All you do is laugh and have fun and sing all day. Like, yeah. That's, that's how you get the job done. Like we, we enjoy it. And I'll tell you that, that well, I'll take it one step farther too. And this, this is Fresco Harmony. I have one employee. We have good synergy now took a long time, but we have good synergy. Yeah. You know, I, I line them up. He knocks them down. I do damage control. We have our roles and they it works really well, but uh, there's a thing on the job. And I don't know if this is true for you. When you get a lot of resistance from the client, they're watching over you the whole time. Uh, there's nervousness around doing a good job. They're constantly talking to you about what you're doing and how you're doing it doesn't matter. You're going to do it the way you do it. Shit's going to get finished one way or another. Um, I find that the less they mess with me, the better the job. If they're easy to work, if the client is easy to work with, the job is going to, and at Fresco Harmony is different because it's more artistic. Like, get the fuck away from me. Like, it's going to, you know, the less you mess with us, the better it's going to look. Just like, you know, go away. (laughs) Finally, you have different stages, right? So we 10 inch, 12 inch skim. The 10 inch boat never looks nice. Like you're filling everything. It, it never looks wonderful. So, you know, don't come in the house when and I will tell customers, this is the first code. It doesn't look the greatest. The next code looks lovely. Come in after that and then complain <laughs> if you need yeah. to. Um, yeah. But you are right. When they stay out of your way and just let you do the job, it, it yeah. just is it's easier. There's less stress on everyone and everyone yep. works better. Yeah. Yeah, and build builders builders will tend to be a little bit more. Some builders can be very stressful, like working yeah. for you know. Yeah. Cool builders yeah. will get better. They'll get a better yeah. product. When you came up to CSR for the Black Friday event, you didn't know me. Did you know of me and the podcast? Yeah. You had heard of me. I, I had seen the podcast. I hadn't listened, so I'll be honest. Yeah, that's um, I absolutely have followed your Fresco Harmony because I think it's super cool what you did. Um, especially because when my mom and dad built their house, my mom did a Venetian plasker in her bathroom. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's neat. And so I showed her your stuff and she was like, 
this looks exactly like what I did. And I said, yeah, but look at how he does it. And she was, that looks easier than what I did. I thought, that's, yeah. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't quite look like, you know, Venetian plaster, it's weird, you know, because there's different, yeah. there's like different types of, there's yeah. veneer and there's like all these different types of plaster. Uh, there's a really good article by Rob Knight on Walls and Ceilings magazine about the differences, the plaster differences. If if somebody is inclined, you know, uh, it doesn't look exact. It has its own thing, you know, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah, it's easy. That That's kind of the idea. Yeah, yeah um, she liked it. So, yeah, I've been watching you. So, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been watching you too. You know, we all voyeur each other and it's like, you know, I wish I had as, I wish I had as many likes as, as Meg, you know, whatever. She's a girl <laughs> and I'll give you girls that like, all you got, you got to shake a tail feather. You got like 8,000 likes, you know, yeah. so you've got that going for you. A guy, I mean, we got to work at it. You want likes on on Instagram as a male? You got to work because yeah. nobody gives a shit. The guys no. don't want the guys don't want to watch the other guys work. No. Um. So, uh, but you, so you hadn't heard the podcast, but then after that, maybe did you listen or was it wasn't until like I was like Meg, I want you to be on the show, and we organized a time. No, I started listening right away. You started <laughs> listening. Oh, and I started listening right away and it sucked me right in because I want to be buds with all the drywall people. Like I love listening to your show because I think oh, thank I you. want to hang out with all these guys. Like we all have the same sort of stories, but in different contexts. So I think yeah. it's, really cool. yeah. I, it's, you know what that, and that's a good, that's a good way to, that's what it's done for me too. Like, you know, I started out just like, it was just kind of an idea. Like I thought there would be more fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, I didn't know you should have told me. I would have put my boxes on. I know. I know. I know. We haven't disagreed once. No, like, uh, but you did say you did say you're kind of rare. For, a lot of the Canadians just go on Instagram. You go on uh, Facebook as well, and you check out the groups. That's like yeah. those are those are dangerous waters for female oh, yeah. and and for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just you know. actually telling my partner about the police officer memes. <laughs> like, listen, this page is full of this thing. I had yeah. to Google what the officer did so that I could learn what happened. What did? And, oh, she was having sex or something with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I disagree with all the men because I think good for you, girl. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, so this poor girl's getting like, you know, because she's had sex, like, I guarantee there's thousands of men who've had sex with multiple partners within the force, and it's not, get, it's not getting the press that this poor girl's getting for, like, well, going right. and getting some tail. That's right. Like, good Give me for a break. She got it. You know, and the and the and shame on shame on the press for like glomming onto that stupid shit. It's like, yeah, that's what they that, do, though. That, that, so that is that's the what they do. They're I perpetuating the problem. They perpetuate yeah. the problem, and it's like, yeah. you know, she ain't no different. She ain't no different than yeah, some like, guy. When you're in the trades women pages and you see the things that they post in the discussions, like there's a lot of discussion about how to deal with things on job sites and how to deal with the sexual harassment and the things Wait a that second. Let me stop you right there. There's women's pages? There are women's drywall pages. There are women's okay. trades women's pages. What are, are they? What's your fit? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not going to let you in. You're a dude. Do you, you have to be a woman? 
think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't look over the pages. Maybe the drywall uh, podcast could sneak in like as a press. I'm like press. Yeah. I got my, got my press badge. I come in just, like just, this. this is just research. <laughs> and there's a women in trades, Canada. There's a women in trades. There's an Ontario women in trades. Like there are lots of trades women pages, but they're completely different than the men's pages because the men's pages are all jokes and all those things. And yeah. Yeah. Actually talking about the issues that they deal with. Okay. All right. So, so it might be more appropriate for men to not be in there, like weighing in on how they think women aren't oppressed. I mean, yeah. women are women are more so like, this is like camaraderie. Yeah. So, so for our women audience, that's listening. What, uh, like you named off a couple, are they all Canada or is there like some, some heavier no. dry, is there drywall women's pages? I mean, those, um, I'm not sure if there's actually a drywall woman's one because I haven't looked that up. But the women in trades one is more in the states than in Canada. All right. Well, you and Kayla need to get on that shit and make a drywall women's page. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole gaggle of you girls out there. Now, uh, I was listening to uh, Brawley's dad podcast with the Gilberts taping girl. She was talking about she was talking about drywall this morning. It's checking it out. It's pretty good. Oh, I'll have to read. I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, she seems really sweet, and you know, she was talking about the challenges of uh, uh, the bazooka. The bazooka is challenging because of the weight, and she's oh, smaller. You know oh, see, we needed to chat because I started with the mini. I started with the little mini sawed that's, off one. That's, that's what I thought. And someone had yeah. mentioned to her, "Use uh, you only fill it halfway." Because I, too, I, yeah. I think the bazooka is an efficient tool and I think, you know, yeah. people should use it. I think it's fast. If you learn how it's kind of a bitch to learn how, but I think it's an efficient tool. And for her though, you're saying use the mini. Use the mini first. That's what I learned. Is it and lighter in general? Oh yeah. Cause it's half the size. So it's, it's even skinnier. So like our hands aren't necessarily as big as a guy's hands. Right. So sometimes I find maneuvering the larger taper can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but the mini taper to learn on it was, it was a dream. I get it. I learned how to do everything. And then I was able to transition really quickly. Into yeah. Then you can go to a yeah. bigger one. Be, oh, also there's muscle memory. You're building up the muscles that you need because out of the gate, like those are different muscles that you're wielding. Yeah. So like, that makes sense. Uh, use a little flipper to make the angles and oh yeah. So yeah. many different things. Yeah. That. yeah. What do they call that? The finger? Is that the finger? I forget what, what do they called. call the I think the the wheel the wheel is like yeah even watching Kayla like I the guys used to tell me on job sites I couldn't take the springs off the like the boxes the 10 inch and 12 inch box and I said well I find it hard to push and pull at the same time so if the springs were gone that resistance is gone and then I watched one of Kayla's videos and she's like I take the springs off as soon as I get one and I was like what I can do that and I used to that, run it with I used to run it with one spring yeah yeah, so you know, being told again, uh, you can't do that. Like, well, I want to try. I want to do it differently. Yeah. You can imagine. You can imagine what the what the old school journeyman thought of me when I was making art with colored joint compound twenty years ago. It's. I said, like, why are we why are we wiping ceilings from the floor? Let's get these skimming blades and we'll we'll you know get the pole and we'll wipe them. Oh yeah. no, we can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, then you're not getting up and down on a bench. It saves it saves time. And they did not want to do that. Same with the Festool. When I bought the first Festool, they didn't, they, for like three months, they wouldn't use it. 
Weird. This See, it's amazing. Like it's a dream. Yeah. It's so much easier than pole sanding. Everybody that's used a power sander like swears by it. So like oh, it's a hundred percent different. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't tried it, I would I would recommend that. I've never tried it. Uh, we do, we will do uh, popcorn removal. We don't do it enough that I it could warrant the tool. And a lot of times we'll cover the popcorn with a preliminary coat of mud. Yeah. Especially if it's asbestos. Um, you know, I don't I just don't even mess with it going airborne, just yeah. encapsulate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I haven't had the you know, because they're pricey. They're like, you know, they're yeah. they're a little they're a little bit of coin. It it would pay for itself after three houses. Yeah. So we'll do I don't know, maybe three or four a year, you know. Yeah. So um yeah. interesting, interesting. Meg's drywall. What a great conversation, huh? We've gone over, all over the place. And you, you, uh, is there any suggestions for girls wanting to get into the trade? I want to go, you know, that you would have pages to follow, routes to go. Uh, um, you know, you might not know as much about the United States direction. There's unions down here as well. But like uh, up in Canada, what would you suggest to uh, to a girl wanting to get a job? St- move to where you're at and work for you or you know um, I do a little bit of everything so I because they're going to take shit they're going to take shit no matter what oh yeah I have the opportunity I get to go talk to high school kids all the time about what I do and being a woman in trades and I always tell them like if if you want to do something different for a summer job go try it you know like everybody's looking for laborers in the summer so go try reach out look google look up look up the women companies look at the women who are doing it see if they'll take you on see if there's someone there that they know or even reach out like i know a lot of women in different areas so i have people reach out all the time and say hey like i'm looking for someone to do a job here in ontario in this area do you know anyone and i think oh yeah you know like i know christy's down in hamilton area and i know kayla's in ottawa renfrew so i'm like here go with these people you know okay but I always just tell them, just reach out. Like uh, most people are going to give you a try. And if they're not, they might know someone that will. Yeah. And don't, if, if, if they're douchebags move on because not yeah. all, not all, uh, uh, bosses are douchebags. Not all company yeah. owners are douchebags. You got to like, yeah. you know, be, uh, you know, I've, I've worked for them, you know, they, we all have, but yeah. yeah. They don't care if you're male or female. Someone that's worked for someone else because they'll tell everyone, oh, don't go work for that guy. He's an asshole. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. We'll skip right over him. Um, Pearl of wisdom. What's your, uh, what's your pearl of wisdom you could bestow upon the drywall community, Meg? Oh, I don't know. Just have fun every day. Have fun. Live, laugh, laugh, right? Like have fun. Enjoy life. If you don't enjoy your job, don't do it. What does the future hold for uh, Meg's Drywall? What do, where do you want to go with all this? Do you have any like plans? Oh, I want to be a politician. So I'm going I'm, to, I'm trying to make my company run itself so that I can go off and be a politician on the side. That's, yeah. I'm still going to travel though, because I love it and I would miss it. I miss it. I miss it a little bit. Um, yeah, my, you know, my thing sort of runs itself and I do a lot of this type of stuff and product stuff and, uh, you know, I miss it. I, yeah. you know, 
I got to run like one corner at the, at the show on the, with the predator. And I was like, Oh my God, like this, this would be fun to run all day. Like this tool, like it's so much better. If there was like a really big job and we got all like the really cool drywallers to come together and we all work together, that'd be a super fun thing to do. Yeah. I think it would be really easy to do. And, um, you know, a, a giant, like a giant custom, and yeah. I mean, just invite everybody. And like, if you want to yeah. come, come. And if you don't, you know, you, you can stay back. But uh, I, I think we could wrangle that. Yeah, I think that'd be so much fun. It'd be different. So like, it'd be neat to see how everyone works and what they do. And, and yeah. learn different things, right? Like, and I trash have- and trash talking. A lot of yeah. trash talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about being a woman in construction in drywall everything is dirty like the rep from yeah. um yeah marshall town asked me what what knives he likes and i was like oh i love the 10 inch yeah <laughs> just started laughing. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah 10 10 inch can wipe a butt joint like no other that's right you know? or clean yeah. your dirty box yeah, yeah. Dirty box. man i tell you what there is a lot of like really good really good dirty references in drywall Megan Robertson, Meg's Drywall. She's a badass uh, woman in construction. And uh, thank you so much for being on the Drywall Podcast today. Um, What a pleasure. Hopefully we get to Vegas so we can hang out in person again. Yeah, uh, Fresco Harmony is going to have a booth, number 430. uh, They're calling it Build 23 this year through AWCI, um, formerly known as Intex. Um, and, uh, Chad Hesher is going to come down from Illinois to, uh, play around, help me out. I'm trying to get, uh, it's your man, Cam. Awesome dude. And, uh, Aaron, for, uh, Aaron and Elliot, you know, with Columbia, those guys will be down there. Wolfgang and, uh, you know, uh, I think it'll be a good, very good show. If you are listening to this and you're on the fence about going to, uh, Vegas, it's lot, first of all, it's Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, you should uh, you should definitely come down and hang out with us. Cool. All right. Well, you have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Shout out to the Platformer Solutions for sponsoring the Drywall Podcast this month. You can catch Shane Larson's podcast episode 16 on the Drywall Podcast. Don't sacrifice your life with knockoffs or two by fours out of the dumpster. Go with the name that started it all, the platformer. Also, ask your local distributor or order online at www.platformersolutions.com. You can order in the month of February and use promo code podcast and get $100 off of your order. How cool is that? Special thanks to Megan Robertson for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time. It was an absolute pleasure. The Drywall Podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now you can get Fresco Harmony at CSR location in Toronto and also online at CSR's online shops. Be sure to tune into the Drywall Podcast every Friday 
for a new episode. Next week, we have Royce Lennox and Stephen Brown with the three-way on the show. That's going to be awesome. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And remember, keep drywalling.